This is episode 44, The Sleep Geek Sleep Blueprint. This episode is sponsored by Vitaforce, a proudly South African brand that produces top quality vitamin and mineral supplements. And you can find out more about them at www.sleepgeek.co.za forward slash Vitaforce. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. What's going on, Sleek Geeks? It is Eric here, and I'm here with Ilan today. Ilan, how are you doing? Hey, how's it, Eric? Um, how's it to everyone who's listening? I am great. It's finally Friday. Hey. I'm always happy to do a podcast on Friday. It means the weekend is here, and it's always a nice way for us to kind of reconnect and unwind at the end of a busy week. Um, Absolutely. Speaking about busy, today we are talking about the Sleek Geek uh, Sleep Blueprint. And if you haven't listened to any of the previous Blueprint episodes we've done, this is about the revamp that we're doing for the Sleek Geek 8 Week Challenge, um, where basically challenges will be able to go through a series of workshops to improve their nutrition, their mindset, their movement, and their sleep. So this is a little bit of a sneak peek preview of what the Sleek Blueprint looks like. And it's actually coming at quite an interesting time because normally I'm the one who struggles with sleep and Ilan's the one who snores away happily at night rather than <laughs> Yeah, that is great. I mean, you've whenever we want to like, plan. Yeah. Sorry. You've I'm, so, yeah, go for it. No, I'm saying whenever we want to plan a, a podcast on sleep, I never get excited about it because I don't know, I've <laughs> never had any issue with sleep. That's the weirdest thing. Like for me, it's like such a big deal. And for him, not so much. But apparently the, over the past few weeks, he hasn't been sleeping so well. So mm. I think I'll finally be able to get my time and... Um, get passionate about sleep with him. So it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say about that. Um, yeah. So Ilan, tell us about your, your sleep lately. Yeah, it's strange. Like, as I said, you know, I've got this family gift. I got it from my dad where it's annoying for people who have sleep issues, but I literally, I can fall asleep extremely quickly and I sleep like, I sleep like the dead. So like, I've never really had trouble falling asleep um, and then when I sleep, I really sleep extremely deeply and you can literally, you can switch the lights on, you can turn the music on and I'll just carry on sleeping. Amazing. Um, it's funny. The only thing that will rouse me is if I hear like a phone ping or something like mm. that. So obviously I always make sure that phones are off airplane mode, silent, whatever it is. But that's the only thing that will like wake me out of my sleep. So, you know, yeah, I've had many years of, of blissful sleep, no issues there. Look, one thing that has crept in is as I've gotten older, I mean, look, I'm not old and decrepit yet, but like I have a very weak bladder and, you know, I used to be able to, you know, easily make it through the night. And then, you know, the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is, is go and have like a pee. But like I've been finding lately that some nights I actually like wake up to go to the loo, which is very annoying. Um, that's pretty pretty normal though and i mean especially when you're someone like us who tends to drink a lot of water a lot of fluids throughout the day our body does have a lot of stuff to process so that's that's 
pretty normal. Yeah, but outside of that, I've got a pretty good squeaky clean sleep track record. Um, but yeah, re- recently, um, you know, I had a bad leading up to that two oceans half marathon that I did recently. I had a bad sinusitis that was mm. keeping me awake at night. That coupled with my bladder because you know, with the sinusitis, I was getting a bit of a dry mouth. Mm. And as a result, I was drinking more. And, you know, when you're sick like that, everyone says, drink lots of fluids. So I was drinking even more. And so I found that um, that was being disruptive to my sleep. Obviously, you know, being blocked up, also disruptive. And, you know, recently our little doggy has been quite sick. So, Mm. you know, we've been up at night, um, you know, looking after him and worried about that. And so that's also disrupted my sleep. But it's been a good reminder um, for me of, you know, the negative impact of poor sleep, which we always Absolutely. talk about. Yeah. I mean, I always say that getting good quality sleep is like a, it's like a superpower. It really is. Like a, it unlocks such an easier life. Life becomes so much more enjoyable. Um, yeah. You know, even our coaching program, we know that people who don't get enough sleep, they tend to crave more unhealthy foods and eat too much. They tend to be yeah. more lethargic and less inclined to exercise. And in general, they feel like less motivated and, and less optimistic about life. But then on the other hand, we can see that when those people start to get better sleep or enough sleep, immediately they crave less junk food and they don't feel like they need to constantly eat in order to keep their energy levels up. They have yeah. more energy to work out and they actually choose more fun, active activities to do. And also then they feel more motivated, they're more optimistic, and they just feel like taking on new challenges in life is, is, is more doable. So yeah. in the coaching program we run, we very often look at sleep as one of the very first things when we're trying to help people improve how they eat um, and I, build healthy I, habits. I absolutely agree that it's a big domino. I mean, look, even though I say that like I've been very good with my sleep, I have experienced what, you know, what it feels like to have poor sleep mm. because even though I'm good at falling asleep and even though I'm good at staying asleep generally, um, yeah. I used to have this issue where – I would like not want to go to bed. And Mm. I know we'll cover that as one of the points in this podcast in terms of like setting a bedtime and a bedtime alarm. But like I would literally avoid going to bed because I felt like I was going to miss out on something. Yeah. And I didn't enjoy like actually going to bed. So Mm -hmm. having done that, I've experienced what it's like. I know what it feels like when you have like poor sleep. Yeah. And to me, I liken it to – you know, like when you're a kid and you're tired, you become impossible. I mean, we've all mm-hmm. seen, we go to a braai or something and someone brings their kids along and, you know, the kids start having a tantrum and it's typically yeah. when they're tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, so I found that when I'm tired, I found that like small problems seem like really big problems, like the they end do, of the world. Yeah. And yeah. You know, crisis has become like you know. It feel everything feels like a crisis. My mood changes a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah. But also, I have a much more glum kind of like. I, f- I feel like if I had to think about the days that I feel slightly more somber about life, it's typically yeah. when I'm not well rested. Yeah. Um, and also, I would say when I most feel like thinking about junk foods or those kind of things, it's also very much linked to when I'm tired. Absolutely. Sleep is a a huge, um, just like a foundational anchor when it comes Mm. to feeling good. And it's, it's definitely important. And so I think let's get into it. Like the very first 
um, main element of the sleek uh, sleek sleep blueprint is simply a bedtime. Now, yeah. it it may seem like really ridiculously simple, but if you think about like you mentioned kids earlier, if you think about kids, very often parents are given the bedtime because yeah. they know that if they don't, the kids don't get enough sleep, they're going to be grumpy the next day. They're not going to concentrate. They can't do well at school. Yeah. They can't play sports. They crave junk food. And it's very obvious when dealing with kids. But when you're in adult, that structure. you're allowed to get away from that, you know? You're allowed to kind of like, you allow yourself to um, not really have a bedtime anymore. Like, oh, I'm an adult. I can get to decide when I want. But honestly, like the number one priority, if you want to get better sleep and you want to get better quality sleep, is simply getting in, getting your butt into bed on time. That should be yeah. your number one priority. You can forget any kind of sleep hack, any kind of fancy device or supplement. If you're not getting your butt into bed on time, then it's not really going to help you as much. So what I recommend in the sleep blueprint is that first of all, people identify what time they normally wake up at the morning or normally have to wake up in the morning. You know, yeah. for me, it's like between seven and seven thirty. Uh, yeah. Next how much sleep do you feel like you need to get ideally? And most people need between seven and nine hours of sleep um, mm-hmm. on average, sometimes a bit less, sometimes a bit more. For me, if I, could, I can have, I want eight hours of sleep. Actually, it's normally nine hours for me. Let's say nine yeah. hours. Okay, if I work backwards nine hours from when I wake up, I've got to be in bed. I've got to be asleep by, let's say, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. Great. I now know like what my bedtime is. My bedtime is 10 o'clock. But yeah. now here's where a really useful strategy comes in is you set something called a shutdown alarm one hour before your bedtime. So when that alarm goes off, you can use it as a cue to stop all kinds of stimulating activities and immediately become uh, begin doing more relaxing, more calming, more sleep-inducing activities instead. You know, it's kind of like a yeah. cue to switch gears. I mean, Elan, I don't I know about like you, but do you, do you have anything you do in the evening that you find calming and relaxing uh, while getting ready for bed? Uh, you know what, like, I wouldn't say that I've got a very specific routine purely because I find it so easy to fall asleep. Mm. Um, so I haven't really had the, the, the necessity for it. Yeah. But, you know, I guess by the time I've switched off the TV and go through my brushing teeth and, you know, doing all those things and making sure the doggy's okay and, and whatever, you know, probably mm. like half an hour has mm. passed. Yeah. Um, and then, and then what, what, what we do do is we like to listen to a bedtime story. Okay. Um, so there's lots of free apps out there. Um, yeah. There's paid apps as well. I think Calm is quite a popular one. But like mm. there's a free app called Inside Timer. Yeah. And on that app, um, they've got like a whole library of, you know, bedtime stories, you know, like, wow, but like okay. children's things like Thumbelina and Snow White and yeah. Ugly Duckling and – you know, we like to listen to that because my fiance, she has trouble falling asleep uh, and we found that that really helps her. I never really listen to more than the first minute because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I don't mind it because I'm gone, yeah. but that's something that, that we do um, to help her fall asleep Very at cool. night. I love that. You know, like to me, the main thing, the main criteria is that when that shutdown alarm or reminder goes off... <laughs> You need to switch gears. Like from that moment onwards, like everything you do needs yeah. to be leading you towards having a better night of sleep, helping you fall asleep. So yeah. very often Absolutely. the things we do are methodical, you know, go around the house, you're switching the lights off, you're letting the dogs out, you um, 
brushing your teeth, maybe having a shower, reading a book. They're all like calming, relaxing things. But the main thing is to make sure you're not now pulling out your cell phone and going on a social media or sure. getting into bed and then turning the TV on. Like you just did a whole bunch of things to help you calm down and slow down and relax. And now you're, yeah. putting, now you're doing something that's stimulating again. Look, one so thing that I never ever do. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. No, go for it. Yeah, but like in terms of my my routine, like I never ever sit on my phone in bed. Like to me, that's like an absolute no no. Yeah. Like my phone. Like yes, we use it to play the bedtime story, whatever it is. But like I'll never ever sit in bed at bedtime scrolling through my phone. Like that's just something. I don't. That's I don't want to go rare. down that. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But I think you'd be amazed at how many people just how many people do that. For me, I, I find I have a similar thing. Like I find well, my rule is I can't be in bed with my phone. Like I can yeah. like there'll be times where I'll, you know, I've just brushed my teeth, I've got a message to come in, I, I want to respond to the message. I literally make myself stand up and reply to the message and then put the phone down if I want to get back in the bed. Because otherwise, it's just so easy to habitually open up WhatsApp or Facebook or Instagram or email. Sure. And just like, before you know it, you're like an hour deep into funny cat videos on YouTube or something like that. But um, I think this adequately covers bedtime. Like step one, like get your butt into bed, make it a priority, make sure that you are able to fall asleep on time. And if you want, use something like a shutdown alarm to help you. Um, Yeah. 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 What I'm saying, I don't want to hop on that point, but I think it's a critical one because if Mm. we think about like, the major problems that most people who listen to this have, I agree with you. I think most people's problem is they they scroll through social media on their phone. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even though I don't do it from time to time in my life, I have, Mm. and I know what it's like. You literally can spend, you know, you can spend half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, just scrolling through, getting sucked in, looking for some kind of, you know, reaction, acknowledgement, whatever it might be. So I, I think that's the number one thing, like stop playing yeah. with your phone in bed. Yeah. And, that, and that also goes for waking up. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, what I found quite handy is um, on the iPhone that I have, it has a, um, in the health app, it has a, like a sleep focus. So it's, some, it's a new feature that Apple's added where like, you know, yeah. you can put your phone on silent. You can now also choose like a, a, a sleep version of that and you can even put a timer on it. So my nice. phone is set to be on silent mode automatically from uh, 10 o'clock at night until seven in the morning or hop a, actually eight o'clock in the morning because I don't want to be Great. woken up by like, phone calls. So the only things that can come through when that mode is on automatically is yes. anyone on my emergency contacts list or mm-hmm. any phone number that phones me three times in a row in quick succession within five minutes. And I okay. find that brilliant because it means no notifications can come through. Um, if it's urgent and it's important, that person's on my emergency contact list and they're able to phone me. But then also what is, cool, what is also cool is it changes your lock screen. So when you look at your phone, it actually has a reminder saying you're in like sleep focus now and it mm. doesn't show you any notifications. And you've actually That's even cool. got to, you not only unlock your phone, but you've got to click a certain button to acknowledge you're now undoing the sleep mode if you want to actually open your phone and look at look at messages or look at WhatsApps and things like that. That's great. And on top of that, you can also set it to give you a one uh, one hour or however long reminder before that goes off. So I've, I've been using that every single day automatically. Like it, my phone knows my bedtime and it knows when to send me a notification. 
as a reminder and it knows to disable notifications and sounds and all those kind of things. And I find that it helps hugely. That's very useful. And, you know, like we're big fans of environment design. This is a perfect example of how you can use that kind of technology to your benefit. All right. So that was bedtime. The next one is relaxation. Mm. And we kind of touched this briefly, but the main thing is here is doing something that truly calms you down in the evenings. You know, once you, sure. like, when you're trying to get ready for bed, like how can you actually find ways to do something that's not stimulating? Um, you know, you, yeah. Ilan, you've mentioned watching TV. I mean, hot showers work well for me. Mm, nice. Yeah. You know, sometimes if I really, you know, if I'm struggling, then like a nice hot shower before bed yeah. is something that I find is, is good in terms of getting me ready for bed. Yes, um, yes. And, and I will say, even though I say I don't have a specific routine, um, if I'm struggling like I have been like recently, mm. I'll get back into a practice like, med- like meditation, for example. Yeah. So, you know, because it's in my toolbox. I know mm. that like doing a meditation before bed is really yeah. going to help me. Um, yeah. 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 So, so that's yeah, it's definitely, helpful, I definitely yeah. agree about, you know, especially people who've got very busy minds. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, getting into that relaxation zone, I think, before mm. they get into bed. As you say, Absolutely. like, I think you're going to cover it later on. Um, but, you know, I love the whole idea that people expect that, you know, in the morning, they don't go from like zero to 100 as soon as they wake up. You know, yeah. people have got to have their, you know, their cup of coffee or whatever it is that they do. In the Move same around, way, you can't yeah. expect to go from like highly stimulated and not relaxed to suddenly being ready for sleep. Exactly. Exactly. So it's all about, you know, evening kind of switching gears again. And yeah. something that I use to help frame this is, is something called find your Zen. And yeah. with Zen being like a, almost like, almost like a meditative state, like mm. it's something that's deeply calming, um, helps life slow down, kind of removes your worries. And you can kind of contrast this with, you know, some things help you unwind, like, mm watching TV or gaming or be on social media. Like they, they can, they can help you unwind. Like you can kind of like become a little bit more, a little bit less stressed, but they don't calm you. They don't put you into this meditative state. So yeah. during this relaxation step, I want people to actually look for things that help them um, really calm down. This might be like reading, yeah. listening to gentle music, cuddling, um, Practicals, doing gentle yoga or stretching, bath or shower, like you mentioned, journaling, deep breathing exercises. These are all like truly deeply relaxing activities. And yeah, I mean, I, they, I would they, love to people, be able to. Sorry? No, go for it, yeah. No, I'm saying I would love to be able to read in bed, but I find it makes me too tired too quickly. Well, that's so great. That would be great if you really just want to fall asleep, but like if you actually want to read, then like I'm the type of person who will like wake up with the book on my face and the light on, you know? <laughs> well, it's very lucky for you. I think most people wish they could be like that. Uh, myself included. Yeah. Um, yeah but it, it's just, yeah, it's, these things may seem insignificant for some people. Like almost like, I know, Ilan, I know you enjoy being relaxed. Like you, you kind of embrace a lot of these things that I've been list, mm. uh, listing off, you know, like I know you're very open to relaxing and, and feeling calm. Yeah. But a lot of, a lot of people aren't. They almost feel like mm. it's silly, especially like, you know, macho men or like powerful, like high powered women. They, they, they almost feel like, what do you want me to like have a candlelit bath and journal before bed? And I think mm. it's like, 
No, I want like the hardcore like sleep hacks that'll get me there ASAP. <laughs> but I like to reframe this as, as thinking that you're deliberately chasing relaxation. It's yeah. like you, you're really putting a target on the back of relaxation and, and doing everything you can possible to feel more relaxed. Because when you're more relaxed, you'll fall asleep quicker, you'll have deeper sleep, you'll yeah. probably stay asleep for longer, you won't be like, sometimes you can fall asleep, but you're still on edge. And then you hear sure. a sound and you, you, you jump awake again. What is that? Uh, it's a good example. Sure. You're not actually truly relaxed and calm. I mean, a, a good example there is you go and sleep in another room, another house. You're on holiday. Yes. The first night is often like you hear all these sounds sure. and you're kind of on edge. I've had that before. I mean, on holiday where I've, I've struggled to sleep because yeah. there were strange sounds, strange environments, strange shadows in the, in the windows. You know, exactly. Absolutely. It's very so disruptive. you're not quite relaxed and comfortable there yet. Yeah, I mean, I was in the Kruger Park thinking, what if a snake comes in into the, <laughs> the Rondavel? <laughs> you know, these yeah. things are not like conducive to a good night's sleep. But I mean, exactly. I think, you know, yeah. No, go for it. You hit the nail on the head earlier when you said it's about shifting gears down. Yeah. And like, I think that's exactly what it is. It's about finding a way to just shift those gears getting you ready for sleep. Because as you say, watching like a hectic horror movie or thriller or whatever mm. it is just before you go to bed is, is probably not going to be, you know, something that's going to help you easily like shift into a relaxation mode because your brain is so yeah. stimulated. Yeah, even um, just regular TV, even if it's calming television, it could still be quite stimulating. A lot of light, yeah. a lot of, you know, they're making television shows interesting. That That's why tele mm. that's the whole goal. So, I mean, mm. even if you're watching mm. a fairly, like, calm, relaxed, romantic comedy or whatever, they're still looking for ways to create emotions and to, to capture your attention. Whereas yes. you want to create environments where your attention is almost wandering and you're drifting yes. and you're kind of just, you know, very chill. Well, I mean, that's the main reason why, like, we listen to bedtime stories because it sounds ridiculous. But at the end of mm. the day, if you listen to something really stimulating, like, if you listen to an interesting podcast or, yeah. you know, your brain is too active, Absolutely. like you, you, you know, you're thinking too much. So the idea of the whole bedtime story thing or whatever is to listen to something that is so kind of, you know, unengaging in a way. Um, yeah, just it, it's relaxing. It calms you down, you know, like, a, you know, you folk, most bedtime stories are very pleasant. They're very like fairy tale kind of thing. So they're, they exactly. kind of help take your worries away. But, um, yeah, I think that's, yeah. that, that's relaxation. It, 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 again, it sounds super simple, but, I mean, these are the kind of, like, cliches and the core fundamentals that, that really make a big difference if you do them consistently. Someone who spends an hour before bed relaxing versus someone who doesn't, they're going to experience very different types of sleep. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Next, uh, sleep disruptors. Now, the three we've highlighted here in the sleep blueprint are caffeine, alcohol, and blue light. Now, yep. caffeine is a pretty obvious one, right? I mean, most people know that you drink too much coffee, you can't get sleep very easily. Um, some people are affected more so than others. Like, Elana, sure. you're affected quite badly by caffeine. That's why you mostly drink decaf, right? Well, it's funny. I mean, when I was in my corporate career, I literally would go out for dinner, have three double espressos, go home and go to bed. But oh, I think I was sure. living... I think I was living like on adrenaline. Yeah, um, yeah. It's weird. Like, I mean, in those days I could just do that. But now if I had coffee after 2 p.m., I don't think 
I, I mean, if I have coffee after 2 p.m., it'll severely impact my sleep. Yeah. But if I had coffee at night, mm. I think it would really like affect my sleep really badly. Absolutely. Um, and so that's the way it's meant to be, though. You know, I mean, my body's now working more normally. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think you're more in tune. You know, when you, it, it, it happens a lot of errors in life, right? Like when you start getting healthy and you think, oh, this is what healthy feels. This is what like what how I should feel. Yeah. You realize just how crappy you felt previously. I mean, when you start getting really good quality sleep and you're waking up feeling refreshed and energized in the morning, mm. uh, it's, a, it's a different experience. But um, what most people don't know about caffeine is it's got something called a half-life of six yeah. hours. This means if you, an example, have a cup of coffee at one o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. six hours later, you're still going to have half of that caffeine in your system. Now, some yeah. people... They metabolize caffeine a bit quicker than others. Some people, the caffeine affects them a bit less than others. But if you're having caffeine at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you still have at least half that caffeine in your system by 10 o'clock. And it's going to take a yep. few more hours for it to get out of your system complete, completely. So even if you – like a lot of people will drink coffee at 4, and they'll be like, ah, the caffeine's worn off after half an hour. You know, they've lost that intense energy. Yeah. But even if you do manage to fall asleep at night, you're not going to – get the best possible deep in the story of sleep. That's going to exactly. stop you from getting into that, that deep, deep, deep REM sleep. Exactly. I mean, I think that's where a lot of people, like, they mistake, you know, quality. They don't understand. So, for example, you know, we've done sleep challenges where people would yeah. say, oh, you know, they have caffeine and it doesn't affect their sleep at all. But then when they try not have caffeine, they actually think, wow, I actually yeah. had, like, a much better sleep so they think Absolutely. it doesn't affect their sleep because they can fall asleep but it's actually yeah. affecting the quality and it's the same with alcohol you know exactly. like alcohol is a great way to pass out but it's a really poor quality sleep and you yeah. know you never feel you feel refreshed after a alcohol induced kind of sleep um, so that's exactly why alcohol is paired now with caffeine as a sleep disruptor here i mean most people they find alcohol helps them feel relaxed and maybe even sleepy, you know, there's like, you have nightcaps or I'm not even talking about like drinking until you're passing. I'm just talking about having, you have a glass of wine or two, you get into bed, oh, everything is feeling nice and relaxed and calm. You're not thinking about work anymore. It's all no. good. But again, it stops your body from going into a very deep restorative sleep. So while it may help you feel more relaxed, there probably are better ways to help yourself relax if you also want to get good, deep yeah. restorative sleep. So... Yeah. Alcohol and caffeine, two things to watch out for. Caffeine, um, we normally recommend trying to avoid it after one or two o'clock in the afternoon. And with alcohol, we just recommend trying to avoid it as much as possible in general. And when you do have alcohol, you acknowledge the trade-offs. Yeah. I'm drinking alcohol because of these benefits, but I know it might negatively affect my sleep. So, you know, if you, if you are feeling sleep-deprived right now, uh, it's Friday, for example. Like, if you're feeling tired right now, maybe maybe skip the, the Friday beer or the Friday glass of wine and actually allow your body to catch up on sleep. But if it's yep. next weekend, Friday, and you're feeling, you're feeling great, you've had a, you, you slept fine this week, okay, then maybe having a few drinks won't be the end of the world for your sleep. Um, so just something Absolutely. to keep in mind. Hmm. And then the last one of the sleep disruptors we're covering here is blue light. Now, this is, I think it's becoming more and more well-known. Like, I've been harping on about blue light for like the past 10 years, but I think it's slowly becoming a bit more, well-known where a hormone, a hormone called melatonin plays a very important role in regulating your internal sleep-wake clock, the circadian yeah. rhythm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, when it gets dark, our bodies produce more melatonin, which helps us feel tired and helps make it easier for us to fall asleep. However, when we're exposed to blue light or bright lights, you know, like the sunshine or from the, the lights on our screens, um, our brains interpret it to mean, oh, it's daytime. So melatonin production gets suppressed. Now, these, this yeah. is very important because like as you, when you wake up in the morning and throughout the day, you want to try and expose yourself to as much bright light as possible. But yeah. then at night, you kind of want to start like making things darker. You know, the sun goes down. Okay, maybe maybe the rest of your lights in the house should kind of start dimming as well. You should have less lights on, look at bright yeah. lights, but less and specifically blue lights. Now, you might notice that like, uh, Ilan, does your phone change the, the screen color as it gets darker at night? Um, I think it has a setting where I can give it like night mode. Yeah. Um, so it's not of- something that I, I should actually look at that. Like I, I would say like when it comes to all of these sleep practices, this is the one area where I'm probably like a little bit, um, this is an area where I'm not doing well. Mm. So, you know, when it comes to screens, I think because I don't have problems with sleep, it's not something that I've really focused on. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think if I was, you know, in terms of optimizing my sleep, this is an area that I could optimize because mm. I think I am, I am guilty of watching TV almost right up to bedtime. Yeah. Um, so, you know, which obviously if you're having trouble with sleep, that's really not helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so like that is one area that I definitely could improve on, you know, cause as you say, those led bulbs or whatever, they're in your TVs, etc. And I think the key thing here is, you know, we weren't designed as humans to be up until this time. We were kind of designed yeah. to get tired at night. Um, yeah. yeah. you know, I mean, we were designed in such a way that, you know, when it got dark and the stars came out, people got tired and it's actually weird. Cause yeah. when I was in corporate, like it felt like getting tired was like a weakness. Yeah. But you know, yeah. then when I started like living a healthier lifestyle, I realized, Hey, getting tired at like 10 o'clock or nine o'clock at night or whatever is actually normal. You know, if you had an active, productive day, but the way that I really judge my success is, you know, I don't get tired during the day, like during the work day, during my workouts, like I've got the energy that I need to perform life. Yeah. And like, that's kind of my barometer because at the end of the day, like healthy lifestyle is about your healthy lifestyle, helping you to live an optimal life and do what you need to do. Mm. Yeah. So like, that's always my test, you know, is I start to take any kind, I start to take action and evaluate things when I feel like I'm not having enough energy to carry out my life. Well, like at this point, I don't have that problem. So I haven't honed in on the blue light. But I do think it is something that a lot of people could benefit from, you know, managing that situation. Yeah. So, I mean, like I was going to say, a lot of phones now have that, that sleep mode or the, the, the mode where it lowers the, the brightness of your screen automatically and it, it gives a bit of an orange hue. I think yeah. a lot of um, computer monitors do the same now with Windows and Mac updates. Um, that's quite a nice way to... If you do have to be on your phone, you can try and mitigate the the blue light a little bit. I don't think it's as effective as people hope it will be, but mm. even if it just reduces eye strain, it's a great thing to do. But ideally, again, try and avoid you know bright light, blue light um, later in the evening. So for me, honestly, like I, 
as the sun goes down, I start turning off as many lights as possible. I only have some lights on. I try to let yeah. those lights be um, the more orangey, softer kind of lights. I mean, this is what I've, I secretly love load shedding a little bit because of the <laughs> candle lights and stuff like that. It, it, honestly, that calms me down. And it just it, you get a bit more primitive. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I just because I'm a romantic, I kind of like like slightly dimmer lighting. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, then like really bright, you know, like kind of yeah. lights everywhere anyway. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like in the olden days, you know, when you like people were sitting around a campfire every night, like the, the, the sun goes down, you start lighting a campfire because everything else is dark. Maybe you eventually figure out candles and things like that. So like there's only so long you can sit around a campfire for before you get like, okay, this is boring. I'm going to go to sleep now. You know? Exactly. And it's got exactly. this like, I mean, I know, I know you love Bryce. Like, you know, when you just stare into a fire and it's got like that hypnotic kind of like. Absolutely. Makes you, can make you like, it's exactly when you, when you, in winter, you go to a place for a weekend away and you light a fire and there's a fireplace. It makes you very sleepy. Exactly. Um, I mean, I mean, we're looking at, we live in a world at the moment where everyone's overstimulated. Yeah. And like, there's just too much stimulation. And that's why, like, I, I do stress, like, don't sit in bed on your phone because it's just yeah. going to keep stimulating you. More thoughts, Absolutely. more things to look at, more things to do, like curiosity, like yeah. the light. Like, it's literally, it's 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 a rabbit, it's a hole that you're just going to, you know, disappear yeah. down. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that was basically caffeine, alcohol, and blue light when it comes to sleep yep. disruptors. Yep. There are others, but I think those are the big three that people can, you know, the big rocks that people can tackle and and, yep. and get, like, huge wins from. Uh, next one, we'll go really quickly. Uh, it's about environment. And, yes, this may be environment design. You know, it's, it's sleeping. We often talk about environment design. But right now, I want to talk about temperature, lights, and sounds. Uh, so temperature is probably the biggest one for most people other than light, I guess, but like temperature, just like how sunlight can help you regulate your, your body and like your sleep wake cycle, temperature actually plays a role as well. Our body temperature is naturally supposed to drop and lower as mm. we get tired. And sometimes if your body temperature can't drop quick enough or can't get low enough, you will actually struggle to sleep. I think mm. a lot of people can agree that it's, it's generally easier to fall asleep when you're feeling a bit too cold than when you're yeah. feeling too hot and sweating and tossing and turning. Um, Absolutely. That's a big one. Trying to make sure you're – like luckily we're going into winter here in, in, in Cape Town now or in South Africa, <laughs> not just Cape Town. Although Cape Town's still pretty warm at the moment compared to the rest of the country. But, um, yeah, if you, if you can, make sure your, bed, your bedroom temperature is a bit lower if possible. I think the research suggests around 18 degrees Celsius, 18 to 20 degrees is optimal. We sleep with the fan on. Okay. That um, also creates a bit of temperature. And I, I like the, the sound of the fan as well, I must admit. I never exactly. used to. Exactly. It's like white noise. Yeah. I never used to. My, my, when my, my wife moved in with me um, all those years back, It's it was, she put the fan on. I'm like, what are you doing? How are you supposed to sleep with this noise? <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I can't sleep without. Even in winter, I'll literally have the fan on. Because I can't I also see wasn't a fan. <laughs> crazy. Um, no jokes. But, but yeah. like, I also had a problem with the fan. Also, I had a, I had a girlfriend way back when, and she always liked mm. to sleep with the fan on. And I found that it gave me a bit of a sniffy nose. Yeah. But somehow I've outgrown that, and now I love oh, having yeah. the fan. As you said, yeah. it's cooler, and yeah. also that that white noise. 
is yeah. quite helpful. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of noise, that something like that does help drown out or like or cover up. I guess I guess there's two there's two parts of noise. Like the the one is um, obviously trying to make everything like quiet as possible, so you, like there's no disruptive sounds that might yeah. jerk you awake. Like you said, you put your phone on on airplane mode or silent mode. But the next is actually trying to, you, you can't always control your sounds. So maybe sure. you can put something like the fan on, which is white noise. First of all, the sound is, is very repetitive and lulling and it kind of like just, it just kind of like calms you. But then second, it also helps to kind of cover up and, and dampen any other sounds. That's yes. a great one to look at. You can get like white noise machines even on your phone, you can you can play like white noise sounds and, and songs and things like that. Um, we've got a there's like a restaurant slash nightclub that's opened up next next door to us here in oh, Tableview, and there's some nights where they pump music until like two o'clock in the morning. It is it is terrible. Sure. Um, and when that happens, we will play some music on our from our phones, but it's very gentle, you know, classical kind of sleep kind of music. And mm. well, I don't think it's ideal to have music playing while you sleep. We, we try and use that to at least cover up the more like doof, 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 kind of sounds, you know? Oh, jeez, that so, must irritate the hell out of you. <laughs> yeah, not, not fun. Sure, anyways. <laughs> um, and then finally, light. Obviously, make your room as dark as possible. I think this is also something that people don't quite, like some people don't get. Like they can sleep with the bathroom light on or they can sleep with their, their curtains open and all this light's coming in from outside. But yep. you will, I promise you, get better, deeper sleep if you're sleeping in a pitch black room um, with no light, Absolutely. no cars yeah. driving past and shining the headlights and that kind of thing. Um, so, Elan, what's your room is quite dark, right? I think I remember you bought blackout curtains a while ago. Yeah, I've got one of those. Um, it's like a canvas thing that you roll down. It's nice. like a blackout kind of thing. Um, mm. Yeah, I would say, look, I mean, it's not, there is a tiny little gap on the side. I mean, an aficionado would probably like come up with a solution for that. Mm. So I wouldn't say that my room is pitch, pitch darkness, but it's, it's fairly dark as and, far as yeah, just curtains. Yeah. Like it's, it's fairly dark. Um, I think it's, it's good enough, but also right. I'll do, I'll hide things like, you know, if the, if a plug point, you know, some extension cords, have got those little orange lights or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll cover those things up. Um, Brilliant. You just make sure that there aren't, you know, like, lights from gadgets on um, yeah. those those kind of things. That's also quite helpful. Um, but I think it definitely does make a difference. There's no question about it. Um, yeah, it's funny. If you walk around my bedroom, you'll see like these little bits of plastic everywhere. And it's me putting plastic over like the little LED lights on electronics. <laughs> <laughs> <That sounds laughs> looks weird during the daytime, but at night there, there's no light. So even the alarm, alarm pad, like I built like a little like flap that covers the alarm pad completely. So it doesn't like create too much light. Um, so that's yeah, I mean, look, you are someone who, you know, you've, you've, you've suffered from sleep issues. So yeah, I guess you know, you've really can, like, yeah. you've really like tried to, um, use these strategies to the fullest advantage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think you have to, you know, like some, some, some people, they find certain parts of health and fitness easy. You know, some people find losing weight easy. Some people find losing weight hard and you're going to yeah. have to use different strategies there. Some people, have great mobility and they don't need to do anything. Some people have terrible mobility and they have to every day do mobility and stretching. And it's the yeah. same with sleep. Some people sleep well, some people don't. You've got to just work with the cards you've been dealt and you've got to do what you have to do to live the kind of life that you want, you know? Yeah, there's a whole lot of adulting involved as well. 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's tempting to just want to watch TV all night mm. and not go to sleep at like a reasonable hour. Yeah. Um, but as you say, I work it back. Like I like to start my day at 5 a.m. So yeah. I wake up at 5 a.m. and I promise you I never snooze. I don't need a cup of coffee to wake up. I wake up at 5 a.m. like frisk and ready and fresh. I literally – I can start working at like five past five. I'm so alert and awake. <laughs> and, you know, I know that's quite rare, but like yeah. I kind of like when it comes to going to bed, like you say, I always work it back. And I know to my, I know like there's certain zones I've got, like there's the going to bed zone, which is optimal. Then yeah. there's the going to bed zone, which is kind of like doable. And mm. then there's the going to bed zone where like now I'm actually like, messing things up for myself and it's going to hurt. Being an idiot, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I try and stay in like the optimal zone as much as possible. On the weekends, yeah. I give myself a little bit of extra leeway. Cool. Um, yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, like I've learned that if I want to wake up at that time and be optimal, then I've got to adult. I've got to go to bed at a reasonable yeah. time. I've got to do those things. I can't just sit up and, you know, while away the time. Because I think earlier, you know, before I adopted a healthy lifestyle, yeah. I would have a lot of FOMO about like, I'm going to miss out on something if I go to bed. Yeah. Or, yeah. There's always something happening. There's always a conversation on social media happening to get involved in. People are, you know, like, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it was almost like... Town at night and the nightlife is amazing. Like, I'd love to be involved in that more often, but it's just... For me, yeah. I can't for my priorities. And like, I want to perform well physically and mentally and emotionally. I want to be on top of my game. And look, it is tough. You know, yeah. I mean, I can appreciate, I've got clients, like, you know, I can appreciate, like, let's say you're someone who you're working really hard, you come home, now you've got the kids to deal with, then you've got all these yeah. other duties. And then, you know, then it gets to like a certain time of the night where like you finally have some time to yourself and now it's bedtime and you're like, Oh, well now if I go to bed tomorrow, it's just the whole thing just repeats itself. So I understand that that's a tough thing to negotiate, Mm -hmm. but I guess it's about trade-offs, you know? Um, And also think like, you know, okay. It's it's that like, I've had the same both with me and with clients where they're like, I need my me time. I need to catch up my TV series. I need to have some alone time, you know, but that alone time, that me time, doesn't have to be watching TV. Yes, it's nice, but if you're struggling with sleep and energy and cravings and things like that, then yeah. maybe you should try and change that me time to something that's more relaxing, like reading a book or listening yeah. to music or something like that. So you have you have choices. You know, it's not all or nothing. Um, and I mean, we've covered a whole bunch of steep things here, and you and I are a good example for me. I will utilize and apply basically every single one of these strategies. It's where they came from. For you, eh, if you do three of them, you've had a good day, you know? So people have to decide. Like if they are struggling with sleep, then they need to find ways to help themselves get better sleep, even if it means sacrificing other things. Because all the things they'll gain from that. But I mean, that's the whole way that our blueprint works in, you know, in in our eight-week challenge and just in general, you know, this lifestyle yeah. system that we've created is we're giving people a whole range of tools and habits that they can mm. practice. And, you know, it, each person has different needs. You know, some people yeah. are really great with the sleep, but their, their nutrition sucks. 
or, you know, or they can't get into a habit of exercising. So, you know, all Mm. this is about is like knowing that you have all of these tools available to you and all of these tips and tricks and habits that you can practice and using the appropriate ones in your life, you know, at that point that is going to help you, you know, move forward in areas that are limiting you. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, Yeah. So talking of that, there's two elements left. The first is things you can do during the daytime. Yep. And the second is the sleep ritual. And they kind of merge together because the interesting thing is um, a great sleep ritual actually starts first thing in the morning. It starts sure. with um, what you do during the day. So let's start there, daytime. Uh, first thing, try and wake up at the right time. Help, help your body get better at waking up in the morning by getting up around the same time, you know, can you try and wake up consistently more or less at the same time? Okay, maybe weekends might be a different story, but um, see if you can get into the habit of having the same waking up time and then also try and avoid snoozing as much as possible. Uh, You're you know, snoozing the devil. It's a big one. Eh? I mean, people snooze and snooze and snooze and it trains their body that when they wake up the first time, they don't have to actually truly wake up. They've got some time. But sure. now what happens in the mornings when – you got a meeting first thing in the morning where you just have to get up. It's going to take you a bit longer than normal to wake up because your body used to be like, okay, I've got another hour still. I can, I can take yeah. things slow. But um, if you want to so, feel good first thing in the morning, don't snooze. It'll suck look, I mean, so, scientifically, they've, they've proven that basically your body readies itself to wake up. And yeah. if you snooze, you disrupt that whole process in that cycle. Yeah. And I mean, everyone who snoozes knows that most times when you snooze, you end up feeling worse and groggier and, you know, mm. like when I was in corporate life, I remember like waking up in the morning was a real thing. It was an effort. Like it was like, I felt yeah. like I'd been hit by a bus every day. Yeah. And it's like chalk and cheese now to know what it's like to just wake up and feel like, you know, awake. So yeah, 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 snoozing is the devil. Yeah. Um, okay. So next thing, get some sunlight. I think getting some sunlight first thing in the morning is ideal. But if yeah. not first thing in the morning, then try and getting some sunlight throughout the day. It will help your body wake up. It will help you know, raise your heart rate, reduce levels of stress hormones, get anxiety to go down, that kind of thing. It's, it's a really good way to help you wake up. And it almost in your sleep-wake cycle for your body, it anchors and it, it says this is daytime. When you yes. see sunlight, you're supposed to be awake. Therefore, in 12 hours time, whatever, you're supposed to be asleep. So therefore, you'll feel more tired when it's darker. Yes. Um, so just how um, lack of light can help you feel sleepy, more light can help you feel more awake. Another mm-hmm. one that I love is to get some nature. This is an interesting one. Like, you know, being, t- being in nature, it just reduces anxiety, reduces stress levels, boosts your immune system, your mood and your self-esteem, yeah. all these kind of things that just make you feel good, gives you like a sense sure. of well-being. And when you feel like that, you tend to get better quality sleep. It's just, uh, just the way it is. And, you know, it's not like you have to go out into the mountains and meditate. I mean, you know, you might work at a company and outside they've got like a garden and there's a bench that you can go and sit on. You know, yeah. like it's it's just really about getting into fresh air, um, mm. being surrounded by trees or grass or you know, I mean, at, at a basic level. Um, and just not looking at all, a damn electronic screen the whole day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> looking at some nature. Exactly, it's very helpful so for me. Like for me, like a big one is to try and eat lunch outside. Often when you here, 
we're going to either eat lunch on the balcony together or go eat by the pool. Um, yeah. Lots of nature there. Get some sunshine so, at the same time. Exactly. We habitually do that, right? Like it just mm. we haven't we never made like a plan to do that. Just like, hey, you want to go have coffee outside? Yeah, let's go have coffee outside. Just sure. it just felt good, and it just felt right, and it kind of gets you out of the stressful environment. Um, and then next one is do some exercise. Regular exercise helps you, you know, optimize your hormones. Yeah. Helps you feel more energetic during the day. And then you'll feel a bit more tired at night. Like I promise you, people who exercise really hard during the day tend to feel a lot more tired at night and have a lot easier chance time sleeping at night. Um, of course. And as I learned, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not a sign note, of weakness. Like, people, people who exercise typically need more sleep. And that's an interesting one. So, I mean, you might have found in your corporate days that because you didn't exercise, you could kind of get away with having some later nights and, and burning the midnight oil and stuff. Sure. Like but I was wired. I was wired on. I was wired on adrenaline and stimulants. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like it's it's like a different kind of feeling. It's almost like I don't think you you've never been a smoker, but like anyone who smokes knows when when you smoke, like the nicotine, it almost makes you feel like you're buzzing. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know if you ever done anything that's made you feel like a bit of a buzz, but like yeah. when you're living that kind of life, everything's just like a buzz and it's not real energy. Like you think it is yeah. like yeah. you think I'm such an operator. Like, I mean, it's, I'm operating yeah. and I've got so much energy, but I actually realized that's not energy. That's just yeah. like a, that's, that's a just you being propped up. The stimulation. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know, after that comes like a massive crash yeah. and you know, so now I've realized, you know, hey, it's actually normal to be tired at night. But as long as I've got the energy to conduct my life and, and do well, then I'm happy. Yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, that's funny. Like I still got a friend, like I say, like, yeah, um, we had a nice dinner out. So I'm getting tired now. I think I'm going to head home at like, you know, 10 or 11. They're like, what? The night's still young. Let's go out and let's do stuff. I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. And they, they look at me like there's something wrong with me. I'm thinking like, I, I feel like my body's operating pretty damn well. Like uh, it's doing what it's supposed to do. I'm supposed to feel tired at night. I feel sorry for you that you don't, you know? hundred percent. So it's, it's, yeah, it's important. So, I mean, this all comes, or like if you wrap all of this up, an important thing is to create some kind of sleep ritual for yourself. Um, yes. You know, you mentioned in the beginning, just like how your body can't go from zero to a hundred first thing in the morning. You can't do the reverse at night. You can't go from being a hundred switched on energetic alert to being zero, just tired and sleepy and relaxed. You can't do that like in a, in a few minutes. It doesn't happen like that. Your yeah. body and your mind, they need time to wind down and de-stress. It's like a slow transition from being super busy and alert to being more calm and relaxed. So like, I really encourage everyone to create like a specific sleep ritual for themselves, whatever that means for them. Yeah. Um, it might, it might mean, Having your alarm that goes off and then putting away electronic devices, turn the lights off, doing a brain dump, whatever it is you need to do, listen to bedside bedtime stories, but yeah. having like an intention in place, right? And also it's so unique to every person. Like for example, I know one of the tools, you know, that's recommended to help go to sleep is to have a nice, like soothing tea. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some teas which are, are good for helping you go to sleep. Like, yeah. you know, for someone like me with my bladder, having a tea before bed would be the the worst thing that I could do. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's different for everyone, you know, like 
one person, as you say, might like to light some candles and do a meditation. Another person might like to journal or have a, have a hot yeah. shower. You know, yeah. there's there's so many different ways you get to look at all the things available and make up your own. Like everyone's different. Like you know, I mean, even Eric and I. I mean, when I say I wake up at five, I can see him go. Gee, you know, it's just nice for die. you know for him like, that would be miserable. Like and why? <laughs> that would be miserable. And I think that's the whole thing. Is you know, like everyone is different, and that's okay. You know, yeah. you're not bad. You're not. You're not a weak person for not being able to wake up at five. Maybe that's just not the right thing for you. Everyone has mm. to come up with their own formula that that's going to optimize their life. And that's what's Absolutely. the cool part about it. You know, it's you know, not We've had this conversation before where I've said like, you know, best practices aren't best practices for everyone. Like you, yes, there's the whole like 5 a.m. club and I understand why it can be useful to wake up. I I like being awake early in the morning. I like the peacefulness of it. I like the, you know, you've got your time protected. No one's bothering you. It's like quiet outside. But now, okay, let's say that's best practice. Now go tell a professional DJ that, oh, to be optimal, he must wake up at five o'clock. But he gets yeah. home from the club after playing music at three or four o'clock in the morning, and now he's going to wake up at an hour's time. It doesn't it doesn't apply to everyone. So everyone yeah. now is an extreme example, but everyone has different contexts in their lives. Some people are waking up halfway through the night to to look after their kids three times a night, or let the dogs out, all these kind of things. And the most important thing is that you just doing what you need to do to get good quality sleep. Even if you can't get more sleep or enough sleep, trying to find ways to improve the quality of your sleep is a lot better than nothing. 100%. But one thing I will say, though, is even though we all are different, I do think that people can, by practicing different rituals, they can change their habits. So, you know, I know people who say like, oh, I'm not a morning person, but then after they've tried to like wake up early for like a week or two weeks, they're like, wow, actually I can do this. They, they kind of, they adapt in the same way. Like people say, I could never drink coffee without milk, you know, and then they drink black coffee and they're like, Hey, this is actually not so bad. So I do think that, I do think that like, you know, it's worth designing a healthy lifestyle in any area. It's worth giving different things a try. Um, yes. in trying to find out what's, you know, what's good for you or, or not good for you. You know, you're going to introduce. I agree with that. I definitely do find that I go through phases where it, it might even just be, I happen to have to wake up early a few times in a row, like maybe like I did a hike on a, on a Saturday morning and then I just like happen to wake up accidentally early on a Sunday morning. Now Monday morning comes, I'm like, well, I've woken up early for the past two days. My body now automatically wakes up early again. And it, there have been periods in my life where I have gotten into the habit of waking up like an hour or even two hours earlier than normal. But yeah. I always find I end up reverting back to what makes sense in the context of my life. Um, sure. And also I find like in summer, for example, I almost always wake up on average about an hour, about half an hour earlier in summer because it just, mm. it just is lighter. It feels good. And in winter, typically half an hour later. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think we can play around with them though and see what, what actually works for us. Yeah, design our lives. Yeah. You know, for example, I mean, you know, you work in a company where we have flexibility and you can go to the gym during the day. But I was thinking let's exactly say you worked at another company and you you found that like the only way you were gonna fit gym in would be before work. That mm. might that might affect 100%. how you struct that might affect how you structure your 
your day. So it's all just that's circumstantial and people got to find their yeah. best, their best formula. Yeah. But I think the, for me, the bottom line is that when we talk about health, I think sleep is kind of that thing that everyone ignores and it's uncool and it's unsexy. Yeah. And, you know, that's I think so we would have funny. a lot, if we were running like a 21 day, you know, we, we've got our 21 day challenges. We've got a 21 day mm-hmm. challenge to help people eat, move, think and sleep better. Yeah. and have less stress, I think, mm. you know, people would gravitate more. Everyone wants nutrition. They want diet. Yeah. They want exercise. But no one's lining up around sleep and stress, for example, mm. where, like you said, I think it's a big domino. I mean, I've had quite a few private clients, and I know you've mentioned it before. I've had private clients who've really struggled with their nutrition. They've really struggled with their exercise routine. And as soon as we fix their sleep, everything just magically fell into place. Yeah. They found it so much easier to stick to the eating plan. They found it, you know, not that we dish out eating plans, but you know what I mean? Like the the plan that we worked out, they find it so much easier to manage their life, their moods, their work, everything. So guys, if you listen to this podcast and you are struggling with sleep, then, you know, you might want to examine that because it could be the root of why you're struggling in all the other areas. Absolutely. Like, as I said, one of the first areas I always work with coaching clients is see how I can improve their sleep. Like, maybe yeah. rather than having to force yourself to go on another diet, if you just got an extra hour of sleep each night, you wouldn't crave as much junk food and things like that anymore. So it definitely is foundational. And But, but also, yeah, if you feel overwhelmed, mm. like, I think if you, if you right now are listening to this, you know, COVID and the world is, is right now, there's a lot of people struggling with mental health. Like, yeah, I would say like right now, if you're feeling overwhelmed with life, the best possible thing that you could do is optimize your sleep. Yeah. Like, I think that that will pay you dividends. Uh, I mean, I know for a fact, whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed or anxious, I know that like the best possible thing that I can do is go back and really optimize my sleep and make sure I'm fresh. Absolutely. It's powerful. So I look forward to people actually going through this workshop series with us in the next yes. AP challenge. Yes, um, absolutely. I think we gave them a great sneak peek, but you know, each each workshop, each section comes with like a, a huge amount of information and, and resources and tools and uh, workbooks to fill out and help you really kind of solidify what your approach is to improving your nutrition and movement and sleep and mindset. So I look forward to seeing you guys in the next Sleek AP Challenge. I think it kicks off in June, right, Alan? Yeah, so the first heat's June 6, 2022. If you're listening to this podcast in 10 years' time or whatever it might be. <laughs> um, yeah, sleep will be as important in 2032 as it is in 2022. Probably more so, um, yeah. Yeah, but, but otherwise I really enjoyed that, Eric. I mean, like, it's not a – sleep isn't a sexy topic, but, I mean, I think it's such an important one and yeah. it's vital, it's really, really vital, and, and let's let's help people not overlook it. Absolutely. Yes, to that. All right. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Elon. Have Cheers, Elon. All right. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, you too. Okay. Bye.